When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bears are 0-2 to start the 2023 season. We review the trauma that led us to this latest loss. Next. Dude, this is the 30th episode we've done together. And don't even don't even start to try to quiz me on you know who wore number 30 for the Bears. Because if you've talked to me, you've talked to me long enough. If anybody else listened to me long enough, you know that my favorite Bears player war number 30. That's mine too. Mikey B. Mikey B. Mike Brown. Shout out to Mike Brown. One of the Bears, one of the Bears greatest underrated players ever. Let me tell you. Definitely Uh, would have been a Hall of Fame if he could have stayed healthy. Definitely. Oh yeah. He had he was definitely on a Hall of Fame track. Um just those pesky injuries that happened to uh guys that build. Bob Sanders is another one. Same build. Same type of, of intensity, same type of play, to be honest. And just yeah. couldn't couldn't stay healthy. Um I know I bring I bring up Mike Brown, not only because of his number and you know, where we are um on our recordings, but I know he's somewhere punching air from what the Bears have become since he's left. It is downright horrible. He iterates something we said last week. It is embarrassing. Emphasis on the word bear. If you're listening to this, you're probably already aware the Bears lost to the Buccaneers on this this past Sunday. Final score, 27-17. Buccaneers got the ball first. Uh, Bears had them to – Bears had them at third and long three times in that first drive. Uh, Baker converted two of them. They couldn't get the third one. They had to set a fourth field goal. Um, Bucks up three to nothing with nine minutes left in the first. Bears get the ball. He has Justin, uh, Justin Fields hits DJ Moore on two big plays. Um, neither one was screens. <laughs> we'll come back to that word very soon. Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. And they were they were able, I think it was second and goal. They were able to uh they called a bootleg for Justin to run into the corner of the end zone, pretty much untouched. Bears up 7-3. At that point, at that point, Q, I want to know, what were your thoughts? I felt like this was the game. This this was the bounce back. I felt like uh, after losing the way they did to the Packers, uh, they would come out more focused. They would execute. And on that first drive, they did exactly what I, I, I thought they would do. Offensively and defensively, because even though they gave up the field goal, they buckled down in the red zone, forced for a field goal. And was a second play, let me review. Second play, uh, Briscoe broke up a Baker Mayfield pass and almost got an interception, which probably would have been a pick six. So I'm like, okay, they can't focus. Uh, they're going to execute today. That's what I thought on the first offensive and defensive drive. Yeah, it was uh, on on defense. I was a, a little. I would prefer that they not allow them to convert back to back 
third and longs. But the defense, if Ben Ben but don't Ben but don't break. I, I was fine mm-hmm. with that. They 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 let him get to the red zone, but they didn't give up a touchdown on offense. Just like you said, coming off of that stinker that we had in Week One versus Green, Green Bay, I'm thinking, oh, they're correcting their issues. They're they're force they're not force feeding the ball to DJ, but they are making a constant effort of getting him the ball right. They're calling a designed run for Justin. Just our our best, most valuable asset is Justin's ability to run the ball. And that's how we scored that touchdown. I'm I'm with you right there. At that point, I'm thinking, oh, we got this. Uh, we we figured it out. We were, we were overblowing um the dire nature of the team. We're ready to go. How soon we forget. <laughs> after this, the after this, the Buccaneers get the ball back. Uh, they drive right back to the Bears' red zone, and again stalled out. Had to try another field goal until the Bears' special teams blocked that field goal attempt and recover the ball at midfield. Now I'm gonna ask you again: <laughs> At this point, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, but I was concerned. Um... That the Bears are not able to. I'm thinking this is the second time we had an opportunity to make a big play on defensive special teams, and they did get the block field goal. But I felt like somebody should have got on that ball and maybe returned that for a touchdown or got it deep uh, into the red zone. So that had me a little uneasy because when you block a field goal like that and it's around midfield, you want to capitalize. And I'm thinking that's two opportunities, defense special teams, that we did not capitalize on. So I'm a little concerned, but I'm like, okay, uh, we can capitalize, we can score a touchdown. Baker Mayfield already in the first drive uh, forced the pass. Maybe we can get him to make mistakes. So I'm still feeling, I'm, I'm still feeling pretty good. Yeah, I still feel pretty good with this, with this team. We, neither one of us had this thing going into the playoffs. So the uh, the margins are very thin with the team that, A, won three games last week, last year, and B, it's going to be around 500 this year. You need certain breaks to go your way. And like you said, picking up that picking up that block, which, it, it I mean, pretty much it was just bears around that ball for a, for a good five yards. They could have picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Things like that kind of kind of uh, describes it's principle. So I want to see some of the hits principle that Eva Flus has preached. I did not feel that hustle and that intensity Mm-mm. during those loose during that loose ball. Those are the type of things that would make him win and lose games. Okay, so. After that, Bears recover the ball at midfield. They, you think, only got you only need about thirty yards for getting to uh, scoring range. You can, based on what we just saw in that last drive, possibly get another touchdown out of this. Again, I'm not too upset about this. We could possibly be up fourteen to three, but this is where everything started to turn, get bad for us. The first of those six ridiculous sacks Justin took happened on this drive. It took us 
it put I think that was third and 13. We had to settle for a 52-yard field goal attempt. After that, we did. Santos did end up making that. Shout out to him. So now we're now it is uh 10 to 3 for the Bears. On the next draft, again, stop if you heard this before. Baker leads the Baker and Mike Evans lead their team back into the Bears red zone. I think Mike Evans got away with an offensive pass interference to get away from Tyreek Stevenson, your boy. Um, he scampered down until about, I think, inside the five-yard line, and they eventually got into the end zone for their first touchdown of the day. Now it is a 10-10 to tie with us. At that point, I'm, a, I'm right where you are. You're not converting where we should. You think Tyreek Stevenson should have made a better play on that on that pass, right? Um, I do think there was a push-off. But I think Tyreek Stevenson's technique, it hasn't been good. I feel like if he was playing, I got to go look at that play again, but I felt like the, the technique was off and that he could have been in better position to challenge for that football. There, there, there was a slight push. But um, you're not going to get those calls. But if you're in better position, I don't think he could have he could have got pushed like that. I don't know. I got to go back and look at it. Though. So I don't I don't want to kill him too much on on that particular play because it was plenty of bad film that that, that Tyreek has put out there over the past couple over the first two weeks of the season. Plenty of criticism around. So. Teams been picking on Tyreek since the preseason. They're they see some they see something special in that rookie, uh, and it ain't. Ain't something that we prefer anybody sees in our in a player that we drafted. All right, so we're going into halftime. It's 10 10. Uh, and I'm going to pause it right here. All right, so the Bears get the ball after, after the blocked field goal attempt. We're at the midfield line. Bears stall out. We had the first of a ridiculous six sack performance from Justin Fields. That took us out of – that was on third and long, I believe. That took us out of field goal range. We ended up needing a punt. Third and 13, he got sacked for negative 11 yards. And he just held that ball. I'm watching – He we complained about his lack of – lack of um, – all all of those all of those but we complained about specifically about the lack of time the offensive line was giving him last week this week you can't you don't have he did not have that he did not have that issue he was challenged very rarely vita vita vey as you shouted out on the preview vita vey wasn't really an issue for us the issue was justin just holding the ball braxton got beat bad a couple times uh, Darnell Wright got beat too, but four of those sacks were were Justin Fields sacks. Those were I'm holding on to the ball too long. I'm not going through my progressions. I'm standing flat foot in the pocket. For a guy with his athleticism, I expect his capability to be a lot better. I've seen Brady uh, Baker Mayfield climb the pocket very well in that game. Uh, Pocket collateral or, or edge rushers uh, coming around, he steps into the pocket, avoids a sack. Just, just changing the, 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 the launch angle inside the pocket several times. Something Justin didn't do. Like, 
He gets fixated on looking downfield and literally just stands there. Feet aren't moving. He's not moving inside the pocket. And there was one sack, uh, we'll, we'll get to that later, where the pocket collapsed and he just ran into the middle of the line. That was that, that was horrible. Get rid of the ball, please. And you you got to wonder, what is going on with his coaching at Hallis Hall? Why is he not getting this? Why is he not understanding how precious field position is? I think um, I think the issue is the coaching. I think they've coached, drilled it into his head over in the offseason that hey, you can't, you cannot be the athlete, Justin Fields. You got to be the pocket passer, Justin Fields. And I think some of that, you know, he agrees with. He want, he want, he. Pro- they probably everyone's probably reading the press clippings, reading the 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 noise, the trolls on online, and saying, "Y'all, Justin's just a running back. He can't do it from the field. He can't throw anything like he, he can't throw the ball the way he needs yeah. to for a team to win." And I think Getsy, Eberflus, um, Poles, and Justin all in all in. Um, concert with each other have have a, have taken up taken the stance like you know we're going to prove these prove the haters wrong yeah. and for for me i'm like okay yeah but don't do it to a detriment of yourself yeah i mean he definitely has to develop as a as a pocket passer that's definitely the next step in quarterback development that is the next step in team development. Uh, I don't know how much sustained success you can have as a quarterback or a team relying on your quarterback. His legs is your first option. Exactly. And also, Justin at Ohio State did not run this much. So I'm sure some of it has to do with Justin. I think his preferred style of play is to stand in the pocket and deliver. The problem with this is, he still has a timer from Ohio State. You, you're not you're not getting Indiana. Uh, you're not playing Nebraska. You're not playing University of Illinois or Northwestern. Those teams, Rutgers, Maryland, they're not on the schedule. You're not going to have five seconds in the pocket and huge windows and lots of separation. You know, Chris Olave is not there. He's not walking through that door. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Plenty of the great Ohio State receivers that have just been great. Jack Smith Najaba is not walking through that door. You don't have them. You do have DJ Moore, but you don't have them. You, you, you don't have the protection. You don't have the competition. Justin absolutely has to speed up his time. You said a thing there. All right. So after this, after after that third and 13 sack where he had the ball at least five seconds in the and he just walked into walked into the sack. Um, uh, the Buccaneers get the ball back. Mike Evans has a push off that I think I, I think he pushed off on your boy Tyreek Stevenson. He he he, de- he takes the ball down to about the eight yard line, and the Buccaneers finally get into the end end zone. Um, so now they're up ten to seven. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about your boy Tyreek? This is the rough start. You expect any any rookie cornerback to get tested early. You expect there to be bumps. Usually when you get rookie corners, they get handsy. You know, their technique has to improve. Their feet got to improve. Their heat. So, so they get handsy. 
Um, he's just getting beat. He's getting beaten, man. He's not breaking the ball well in zone. They they are targeting. They testing Tyreek Stevenson like he just entered the county into the bullpen, and they about to take his commentary bag. They, they're taking his commentary bag out there because they know it's sweet. <laughs> eat, eat a little guy. Eat a little guy with no backup in the end of the bullpen. Eat a little guy that is not a member. He a neutron out there. They already they already know. So all them people out there, if you support Tyreek when he locked up, don't send him no commissary. It's gonna get took. Don't give it to him because you're just giving it to somebody else. You're giving it to Mike Evans. You're giving it to Chris Gallon. He can't protect it. <laughs> GD snatch fool. All right. So Buccaneers take the lead. 10-7. Bears get the get the ball again. It's a little bit be, a little bit more than two minutes on the clock. Um, two notable things happen on this draft. One 23-yard run by Rojan Johnson. The kid hits the hits the hole hard. I like I like his vision. I like I obviously I like he's got young legs. He's you know, he he's amazing. He's gonna have Herbert's job before not too not before too long. Um Second Herbert thing, hit the hole hard too a couple times. So they're they're both guys who like to hit the hole hard. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> the second thing that was that's notable in this draft, second being being the operative word, the second sack that Justin Fields took of the game. I counted. He was in the pocket greater than five seconds. He couldn't find anybody open. I I mean, open for him, but. Uh, I believe that was Darnell Wright that got bowled over over the bowled over by the guy who took ended up taking Justin down. Um, Is this the sack he took at the twenty-seven yard line before the field goal? Yes. Oh, um, man, that that was awful. That it was, was not. Awful. It was not one of our best moments. Um, this resulted in the Bears' drive ending in a 52-yard field goal attempt for Santos. He, had, he converted that. Bears tied a game 10-10. But wouldn't you know it, we left too much time on the, on the clock for Baker Mayfield. They drive the field in a little bit more than a minute left and score another field goal just as time expires. So we're going to halftime, Bears, Bears down 3-13-10. What's our reactions for um, the first half of this team, first half of this game? Thinking that I like the way the game started. I'm a little concerned that we can't stop the Buccaneers on third down. And I believe they had a fourth down conversion. Was that? Oh, no. I think the fourth down conversion came at the top of the second half where Richard White had the pitch out on fourth and one. I'm 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 starting to get concerns. Uh the offense drives are stalling out through the sacks again. Uh and again the second straight week we can't get off the field on third down. I'm 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 not that optimistic. I'm uh, glass is more half empty than half full at this point. Yeah, I'm about there, right there with you. Uh, at that point of the game, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, those were, 
it, it, those good feelings we had in the first quarter, they, they felt good for, for the time being, but we're back to real life, back to reality. Bears get the ball first on it, uh, on the, to start the second half. It was a throw out and Justin took his third sack of the, of the game. If you're counting, that's two scores and three sacks. Uh, I would not, I'm not going to blame this one on, on Justin. He didn't have, he didn't have much time Four rushers and Broxton Jones's man ran right past his face mask, was able to take Justin down, flip him over. Like, like it was a wrestling move. Um, but okay. But yeah, that's how that drive concluded. Uh, the Buccaneers end up on a 12 yard, 12 play drive. Culminating in a crazy, again, number 29, getting beat by Mike Evans. And it was just, it was a great, it was a great pass from Baker. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shade anything. It was a great pass. Buccaneers up 10 at this point, 20, 20 to 10. Uh, the resulting Bears get the ball back. Turn. They they had they had a actually a cute little screen pass that and again we'll talk about that a lot later. But they didn't do anything with the ball. They end up giving it, giving it back to the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers didn't score again for the for the third quarter. Traded they traded possessions back and forth. The Bears were eventually got back onto the back into the scoring column uh, on a on a drive in which they again another screen pass to Khalil Herbert. And Justin with a couple of great throws to DJ Moore. And he ended up finishing the drive with a touchdown pass, a laser to my favorite player on the team, Chase Claypool. Um, what are we thinking at this at this point? I'm thinking that uh we might actually fulfill my prophecy of the Bears winning 24-23 on a last minute drive. Oh yeah, I, I I was think I was I was thinking about you the same at the same point. But we we got we got back to uh, we got back within three, and we got the ball back after this with uh, a few a few minutes left on the clock. Now let's go ahead and talk about that. The, obviously, the Buccaneers did not score on the next on their next drive. The Buccaneers didn't score again. Their offense didn't score again for the rest of the game. But Buccaneers offense this score for the rest of the game. The Bears got the ball with two minutes, two minutes and twelve seconds left in the game. At that point, I'm feeling I'm feeling real good. We're only down three, and if told you the Buccaneers offense would not score again, you would think like, okay, maybe, maybe the Bears can pull this off. Maybe the Bears, maybe we can go to Club Dove for the first time in 2023. So, the Bears get the ball back. Two minutes and 12 seconds left on the clock, down three points. And Luke Getze calls his favorite play a f- effing screen. The Bear, uh, it, it, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it to you just like this. The Bears are in, the Bears have the ball on their own, was it six yard line? We get the, you got Justin Fields in, in shotgun. I gets the ball. First and 11. Of course, they had to have a penalty. All right, of course, yeah. yeah. It's first and 11. First and 11, we're going to call the screen. We're going to call the screen. The uh, 
where he actually throws the ball from. He's in his end, own end zone. He's in his end zone, yeah. Own, own end zone. Two, why are we calling the screen while we're standing in our own end zone? Magic from the first preseason game. Maybe the Buccaneers would be kind enough to be like the Titans and put in, you know, a bunch of second stringers and guys who would be on the practice squad. Maybe, I, I don't know, but if you got 94 yards to go, you should probably get vertical. Uh, watching that play, and I've seen that play about a half dozen times, um, one thing is for sure to me, Luke Getze is, is, is his own worst enemy. You're calling the screen when they're not even show they're not even showing you pressure. There wasn't they, they wasn't showing you anything that looked like a blitz. They, you wasn't going to catch them off guard. If they're only rushing four and you're in your, you're standing in your own end zone, I cannot I could think of a million one things you should do other than call a screenplay. Well, the Bucks sat in zone the majority of the game. They were content to they they mixed in a couple blitzes, but it wasn't what people expect expected. They expected a, a bunch of exotic blitzes. For the most part, they sat in sat in, in zone, rushed four, and dared the Bears to be methodical and get up the field. That's what they did. They didn't go to man. They they didn't want to expose themselves to big chunks of uh, uh, chunk plays. But that Justin would create with his legs. So yeah, um, it was odd that you would call a screen there. It, it was also odd that you know Roshan had four carries. That's unacceptable. Khalil had seven carries. Also unacceptable. Fields had four carries, and I'm sure there was two design runs. That's unacceptable. The strength of your team last year was the running game. You were the number one ranked offense, rushing offense in the NFL. Uh, Rashawn had a 29-yard game. Herbert was averaging five yards a carry. Uh, I don't understand why they didn't go to the run game for in, in this game. They and, – and this is, and this is uh, what we hinted to earlier in the game – I early in the early in the podcast, I got I have to believe Getsy, Poles, Eberflus, Justin. It's a concerted effort to go away from our strengths and just really uh, make uh, make us all believers that he can do this on his own with his with his shoulder. And, and you know what? I think that Poles, Eberflus, and Getsy are. Throwing the throwing this season, I think they're throwing this season just to try to figure out if Justin if Justin's really worth it. I think they're not trying to win games. You can't possibly try to win games if you if you got if you're running the ball as effective as what you just described. Figure just throw that away. We're gonna keep throwing these ridiculous screens. We're gonna keep trying to get force Justin into these positions where he's obviously not comfortable. I have to believe that you're doing this purposely to try to to ease the tank. Or to just, just try to figure out if Justin's really, really that good. Because you're not trying more, to win. I don't think it's out the question to think that teams are definitely angling for him. I tend to think it's the latter of what you said. I, I think that maybe 
They're trying to see if Justin Fields can run a pro-style offense, a spread offense, uh, and be an NFL quarterback. So uh, I gotta believe. I gotta believe it's the latter. That's that's one thing. If if they're really just putting uh, Justin to the into the throwing Justin into the fire to see if they uh, okay maybe we should draft another quarterback going going forward. I don't think on his on his surface that's not a terrible not a terrible decision. But when you it, it's a macro point. The team's trying. There's other players on this team. <laughs> people are trying to people are trying to win. If if you're not trying if they're not trying to win then I don't understand why you're doing it, what you're doing in this business. You could have figured all this about all this out about Justin in training camp, in minicamp, in the preseason. But you decided to, you know, bringing it to September is not the move. That's that's my whole that's my whole thing about it. Another thing uh, before we go too far away from this from this play. That play was obviously uh, red. The offensive line, or somebody's giving away, gave away this, gave away the screen before it happened. Levante Davis sat there and called it out. He just sat there, sat there, right there, right, right there in front of the running back. I believe that was Herbert, and just picked him off easily, easily, easily. Uh, it was only a four-man rush. Again, going back to my prior, going back to my prior point, there's no reason to even make this call. Uh, so. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, it's I, I can't think of anything, uh, any other word other than sabotage right now, because Getsy's play calling is very confounding. Justin doesn't look like he's he's passing the test. If they're if they're testing, he ain't passing it right now. Um, everybody else, I, I mean, Claypool, he, had, he he redeemed himself. He made. I was watching his block. I was watching his effort. I was watching his route running. I was watching his, you know, his his ability to catch passes, and you know, he passed it today. So I'm I'm off I'm off his case for a week yeah. at least. Um, everybody else is everybody else is showing up. Justin's the only one. Justin's the one who in Chicago right now, who's everybody's looking at right now. And I'm just going to ask you point blank, point blank period. Are you in or are you out on Justin Fields moving forward? Do you think he's? Do you think he can be the what we expect, what we thought he would be? Are you? Are are you? Is he the franchise of this? Are you, is he the franchise quarterback? If I had to, if I had to make a decision on Justin Fields' future today, Monday, September 18, twenty twenty three, I'd have to be out. I have to be out. Um, I'll say that last year. Around this time, he, he he did struggle, and it was week six of the Patriots game where he discovered his legs and even you know uh, was making was making plays as a as a passer. Now, obviously, it was uh, ignited by his running ability, but just uh, about week week six is when he starts showing lights. Right right after the uh, the Commanders debacle where they scored seven points. So, but if you ask me in or out right now this day. From what I've seen, I, I'd have to be out. But that's not to say that my opinion can't change in a couple of weeks or that I've completely given up on Justin Fields. If I got to stick to one of those two options, I'd have to be out right now. 
I was never that that was never that fully in anyway. Um as of right now, I I I I can't see any I don't see how he gets better with the things he gets the things he struggles with. I just don't see it. I would have to I I, I I'm out. I just don't I don't think I don't think I don't think he's gonna be that good. And for, for the life of me, I am sick, I'm tired of you know the Bears having to constantly hit the tear down. Let's start this rebuild over. We've been rebuilding for far too effing long. Since Mike Brown left the team, we've been rebuilding. Uh, 30th episode of the Bear Claw. Thanks for hanging with us. We hopefully we come back. We can end this. How many, how many games we lost in a row now, Q? 12. Yeah, uh, unlucky 13 coming up coming up soon. Um again, thanks for hanging us with uh, thanks for hanging up with us at the Bear Claw. Continue to like and subscribe, download, rate and review, share with a friend, let that be a Packer fan so they can laugh at our losing streak as well. Um We Shout lost the Darius Ray and the Falcons. Shout out to our, 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 our good fan Darius Ray and the Falcons taking care of business at home against Green Bay. We, we thank you. Misery loves company. And if the entire NFC North loses, that makes our loss feel a little bit better. Just a tad. On the bright side, on the bright side, as of today, the Bears are one game back from first place. Hey. One game out of first place. One game out of first place. After losing 12 straight games, we were only one game out of first place. People, that is a reason why, to, you know, not to throw your hat in all the way. You know, there's no, don't, don't stop. Next week. There's a reason to watch because we ain't, we ain't out of it yet. In the playoff run. <laughs> and the, saying that after we lost 12 games, expected 13 games, sounds, it sounds hilarious. Thanks for joining us for the 30th episode of Bear Claw Podcast. Bear down.